You are Locked On Boston College, your daily podcast on the Boston College Eagles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is Locked On Boston College, AJ Black here. Now, before we get into our discussions for today, it would be remiss for me to not talk about what's going on in the world, and I'm not going to get into it, but all I just want to say is I hope that our podcast today, I know things are difficult out there, can be a respite for you and a way for you to hopefully get your mind off of some of the tough things that are going on in the world today. So um, without further ado, we're going to get into some talk about Boston College and Duke. Now, if you didn't catch the game, it was an 8.30 start on Wednesday night on the ACC Network. Boston College dropped their game at Cameron Stadium, uh, Indoor Stadium, against Duke, 83-82. And it's the same problems as usual for Boston College. So if you didn't, if you didn't, if you missed the game, Boston College comes out. They're playing fantastic basketball. They, they build up a lead. They build up a lead, a big lead. They were up 16 points at one point. And they're looking good. You know, C.J. Felder's hitting his shots. Rich Kelly is also hitting his shots. And what what do you think happens? Well, we'll get into that. So this is a game. It's an odd game. So, you know, you're, you're heading to Cameron State Indoor Stadium, and you're expecting a lot of different things. And none of them happen tonight. So Coach K is not there. Coach K is at home quarantining because he was uh, close to someone who tested positive for COVID-19. So he uh, was replaced by John Shire. If you followed Boston College basketball, you know him. He's one of the uh, legendary villains from Duke. Uh, He took over as the coach for the game. He's an assistant. And on top of that, there was some changes in Boston College's uh, starting five. So before the game, it was announced that Makai Ashton Langford was going to miss the game due to an ankle injury, and that Winston Tabs was going to come off the bench, meaning that he was going to have less minutes. So Boston College goes out there with a starting five of DeMar Langford, Rich Kelly, Stefan Mitchell, Jay Heath, and CJ Felder. And I look at that lineup before the game, and I'm going, oh, gosh. And I have to admit, I was on betonline.ag. We talk about that all the time on the show. I go on to betonline.ag and I saw eleven and a half. I got I got in on that earlier in the uh, in the day for Boston College because I thought Duke, you know, might not be um, favored, shouldn't be favored as highly in a game like this. But then I saw that lineup and I was like, oof, I don't like having Tabs and Langford out of that lineup because those are two of your top scores. And they're not playing. They're not playing full minutes. So it looked bad going into this game. But the big thing heading into this game that I I didn't put enough stock in was that Duke hadn't played a game in 21 days. Now they had a game scheduled against Florida State. They traveled to Tallahassee and had the game canceled because of a positive test on the Seminoles. So the game kicks off. And Duke looks so rusty right off the bat. Like, they are not, you know, on both ends, they're giving up easy, like, dunks to DeMar Langford and C.J. Felder. They're leaving, you know, Rich Kelly and Felder open on the outside for big threes. They're having trouble closing down on defense. And on the offensive side, they're, they're making bad passes. They're turning the ball over. They looked really rusty. They looked like a team that hadn't played in 21 days. So, you know, I... 
at first I'm like, oh, maybe this is a game that where BC is going to be able to to sneak in a win. And you know, BC they're they're hitting their shots, they're shooting in the first half. They shoot 69 percent from the fe- from the field and 71 percent from the three point line. You know, they got guys hitting shots all over the place, and the offense looks crisp. The defense is doing what it needs to do against a Duke team that isn't isn't able to put much together. And but then you see it. You see you start seeing it trickle in at the end of the half. Duke is starting to get things together. They're starting to put their offense in place. And all of a sudden the lead's down to ten. And and you're leaving at halftime going, hmm. The the Blue Devils are probably still in this game. Uh, I wouldn't count them out, and I, I, I can see this going in the wrong direction. And that's exactly what happens. So the second half starts, and Duke, they get four points like right off the bat. So the lead's down to six, and then the bad stuff continues to happen as Rich Kelly hits his fourth foul, and they sit him down. And that's when things start to go off the rails for the Eagles. Boston College's offense, they cannot get anything going again. They're scoring... Um, and keeping it close, but you know they're not at the efficiency that they need to beat Duke. While Duke, they're a totally different team. You know, in the second half, they shoot fifty-one percent from the field, while BC shoots forty-five percent. So BC's offense is doing okay, but the big issue with Boston College, like it is almost every game, is the turnovers. Boston College in the second half turns the ball over twelve times. How many games have we watched now with the Eagles where they cannot? stop turning the ball over and it happens again in this game so bc you know to their credit they don't fold like they did in you know games like louisville where they had those huge stretches where they're not scoring they're they're still you know getting some buckets here and there but the lead starts to dwindle as duke who hits 48 points in the second half they're just doing everything wendell carter looks good matthew hurts hitting shots you know they're getting they're getting to the line they're doing everything they need to do and then the end of the so with about three minutes left matthew hurt hits a three-pointer in the corner and that's it boston college hits some more shots but that the lead goes to duke and they don't relent and you know they hit some foul shots now boston college with time getting close to the end with you know they get that last possession shot and we've seen it happen time and time again what happens jay heath turns it over jay heath did not have a good game he turns the ball over seven times and again boston college you know they hit a three-pointer near the end where but the time was it was it was over by then they didn't have a chance to get you know back into it and 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 duke wins 83 82 so if you were like me and you put some money on BC, you were happy. But if you're a Boston College fan, this was not a good game. And it was not a good way to end another matchup. So when we come back, we're going to talk more about just the the themes that are coming up with BC basketball and the troubles that they're having. But I've already mentioned them today. I want to tell you about betonline.ag. Now, if you want to get in on some of the action, if you like a line for Boston College or you're saying, oh, against UVA, I'm going to go with the under – I'm going to tell you, you need to head on over to betonline.ag. If you're ready for football, basketball, wherever you want to make your wagers, they have it over at betonline.ag. There is only one place that has you covered, and we one place we trust, and that is betonline.ag. All you have to do is set on over, make your free account, and use a promo code locked on. They're going to give you an industry-best 50% welcome bonus. That means 
you're going to get some free money already in your account to play with. Now, there's tons of games going on. You have college football playoff uh, championship games. You have the NBA, college basketball, and you have the NHL kicking off, uh, uh, dropping pucks soon. So you want to head on over to betonline.ag. It's the one betting place that we trust here on the Locked On Network. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get on the uh, get in on the action and use that promo code Locked On to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Locked On Boston College. We're talking BC basketball and I know this is again I joke about this every time, but when I talk about BC football even though they're not in session, um I get bet more listens. People just tune out on basketball, but there's nothing really, you know, to, with football to talk about right now. So I'm going to jump in with a little bit more basketball talk. Uh, in this section, I want to talk about what BC is doing wrong um, and what the challenges have been, because this is yet another game Boston College blows that they could have won. So, I mean, you just looking at it, off the top of your head, you can think of, a, you know, a handful of games now with BC sitting at two and eight that they've lost that they should have won. Villanova, you could argue if you wanted to. That's a game they could have won. Minnesota, absolutely they could have won. St. John's, absolutely they could have won. This game, NC State, you know, these are all games that Boston College is failing to put away. And there's, you know, there's there's different things that are going on that are big issues. So first of all, and it happened again tonight, it's those easy transition buckets on in the paint or easy inward in inlet passes to the center in and wings underneath that are just BC's just given up way too many of those and it's been an issue all season long so that's been a big issue and I and I, I look at why that's happening and I have to wonder if it has to do with their lack of a true big man the biggest guy on that lineup the biggest guy playing you know you got Karnick in there but in the starting lineup it's CJ Felder who's 6'9". Now that's the size of a forward. They don't have a typical, you know, six eleven, seven foot tall, uh, you know, defender to play to plug up the middle. I think that's a big issue, and it's been an issue with Jim Christian ever since he's been here. Now he's had some athletic centers. You know, you had Nick Popovic and Dennis Clifford for an extent was pretty good, um, but they have not had a dominant center at Boston college and he has not been able to recruit one. CJ Felder is a very good player, but he's playing out of his position. He's got to be a four at this point. I can't imagine that he is, is should be slotted in at the five. I, I, I don't like seeing him there. Um, and I think that that lack of size in the middle causes those issues in the paint. Um, there's no answer on the team. You can't, you know, I think what they were planning on doing was to get Andre Adams, the the Southern Utah transfer, to get him in there to be the big, but he's out, and Justin Vanderbond's not ready yet, so you can't you can't rely on him. So this is going to be an issue all year long. That interior defense um, against some of these good athletic wings, they're gonna they're gonna be challenged by that. Um, and the next thing I want to talk about is the is just the sloppy turnovers. That is on Jim Christian. And as much as, you know, he's a nice guy and and you hate ripping on a coach, this is now at least three or four games that they've lost where they had the last possession and weren't even able to get a shot off. This is the second time in a week they've done it. Remember, Winston Tabbs uh, lost a a pass in to him, um, and I forget who was throwing it to him, but they did the exact same thing you know, just two days, like a week ago. 
Um, and that's that's inexcusable. You need to have these set plays that you can use when when the time comes down so that you can win these types of games. And to just lose it on a turnover and to do it twice in a week, that's that's inexcusable. That's coaching. You you have to be able to do that. And I just I look at the turnovers, I look at the sloppy mistakes that they make, and I have to look at the coaching staff and 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 wonder, you know, is this the proof that you need that this is not the right coaching staff to take BC to the next level on offense? What they need to do as well is they need to figure out who their go-to guy was or is going to be today. It was clear. They, they looked better at it. They were getting the ball to rich Kelly and they were getting the ball to CJ Felder. And I thought that that ability to do that. And they were doing it in the interior too. They were getting the ball down low. I like that. But it has been an issue for the year. But I, I So I would call that a theme. But maybe it's one of the things that BC is going to improve upon because they looked much better at it tonight. Um, but that's something I, I worry about too. One of the things that I worry about is that um, Boston College, you know, after last game, Jim Christian talked about how proud he was because the team had done so well after um, having such a short turnaround after the NC State game. And this game, I'm sure he's going to say that, you know, they were shorthanded a couple players and they weren't playing at full strength. But, you know, I hear these these excuses and, and that's what they are. They're excuses. And it's hard to swallow because every team has them. When you're playing in COVID uh, conditions where, you know, you're missing games, you're missing players – um, for a variety of reasons, every school has their own sob story. You know what I mean? Look at what Duke did. Duke went out and won after not playing for three weeks. And you have other schools that are missing key players. They're missing coaches. So every team has an issue, but you can't let those issues define whether you win or lose. And I feel like right now those issues are are an easy way to say, hey, we tried real hard, but we didn't win. And my gosh, if you listen to today's uh, broadcast on the on the um, on the ACC network, Malcolm Huckabee does a great job. I, I have nothing against him, but the color guy, I mean the play-by-play guy, all game long was talking about how close BC is to being a good team. You know, talking the Jim Christian talking points, but after a while, I mean, if you were listening like I am, and I know a lot of fans are this way, like. That's great, but they're still losing. A loss is a loss. If you lose, you know, in a on a heartbreak like you did tonight, versus if you lose by forty, it doesn't matter in the end. It's still a loss. When you're at the end of the season, you go you don't go, Oh, I'm two and twenty, but hey, seven of those losses were only by two points. No, you're still two and twenty, and that's exactly where Boston College is at. They're two and eight. They're going to go off to face another ranked team at home on Saturday. And these issues are going to continue to puster them. BC is now 10 games in the season and has not shown that they can close out a game. They closed one out against URI and they beat up Maine. Other than that, they, they have shown that they cannot beat good teams. They're going to either get blown out or they're going to hang around and then fall apart. And that's where they're at right now. And it's not it stinks because, as they said... There's talent on this team. C.J. Felder played really well. I thought Stefan Mitchell played pretty well at different points. But they don't do it consistently enough to win games, and that's where they're at. Now, when we come back, 
I'm going to talk a little bit about hockey, something that we haven't talked about on the podcast all that often, but I feel like it would be a good time to bring it up. I want to talk to you a little bit about Rock Auto. If you are, if you have a car and you are looking to get some work done on it, there's an increasing number of makes and models out there, and it's impossible to stock all your parts at a traditional chain storefront. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questions and wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer? Choose it while you could use rockauto.com and choose the brand yourself and have it delivered directly to your house. Rockauto.com is a family business serving auto part customers online for 20 years. All you need to do is go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake pads to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpets. Whether it's your classic or you're a daily driver and have a Honda Fit like me, get everything you need in a few easy clicks. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliable low reliably low and the same for professionals and for you if you're a do-it-yourselfer why spend up to twice as much for the same parts just head on over to rockauto.com right right locked on on their how did you hear about us box so they know how we sent you amazing selection reliably low price prices all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com locked on boston college i know i talk a lot about some of the other podcasts on our network but there's some really great ones and i've been really getting into locked on bets 2020 is mercifully over it's time for a fresh start and a few more wins if you're betting this year and want more wins listen to locked on bets with your boy q and lee sterling of paramount sports they are picking college basketball football and nba locks all season long subscribe to locked on bets wherever you get your podcast now seriously if you haven't checked out that podcast it's great it's super quick you know, it's fun. They, they really get into the, the in and outs of, of college ba- I, on gambling, something you might not want to miss. Um, now I want to talk about hockey because, you know, we talk about football a lot and I gripe about basketball, but hockey needs to get its moment in the sun on locked on Boston College as well. Now, if you hadn't been paying attention, the World Juniors happened and they finished up on Tuesday night. Team USA won on some outstanding goalie goalie work by Spencer Knight, who had three shutouts during the tournament. Kid was a brick wall out there. This is a special goalie Boston College has, and he showed it on the national stage, international stage, actually. You know, he won the gold along with Drew Hellison and Matt Boldy, uh, other Boston College hockey players who were in the tournament. While Alex Newhook of Canada got himself a, a silver medal as as they lost to Team USA in that gold medal game. Now, this weekend, Boston College has a two-game series against UNH, and they're going to have their full roster back. Jerry York said today in an interview that all of his guys will be ready to go, and they're going to have their transfer, Jack St. Ivani, I'm going to probably mispronounce his name, from Yale, who's also going to be joining the team uh, and adding some depth to a team that's been playing exceptionally well. Now, BC is number two or number three, depending on what standings uh, and rankings you look at. And they're five and one. Now, they've beaten UMass, who's an excellent team, as if you don't know that already, and Providence. They won both games against both of those teams and went one and two against UConn. Now, this weekend, they have UNH. 
UNH, you know, if you're a Boston College fan, you refer to them what I used to call them when I went to BC as the University of No Hardware. Um, they're not a team that should provide much of a fight for Boston College. They're two and three. They were a team Boston College was originally supposed to play back in th- around Thanksgiving, and a team, um, but that game was postponed due to some COVID issues. So UNH has played uh, th- uh, five games. They beat UMass. Sorry, they lost to UMass. They lost to UConn, and they beat UConn, and they beat Maine. Um, so, you know, UNH is a team I think Boston College is going to match up well. Now, the one thing I'm going to say about this matchup that worries me is the rust factor. Boston College hasn't played in three weeks. And, you know, when just like I said with the Duke preview and the Duke re- review, it may take them a little while to get going. But, man, if Boston College can get going, if you haven't watched them, they are a fun team. They have a, a ton of of scoring uh, weapons on that, that roster along with Spencer Knight, who is one of the best goalies in college hockey this year. So if you're looking for offense, they've got Logan Husco, Alex Newhook, Matt Boldy. They've got the um, Harvard transfer, Trevor Kuntar, you know, the, in terms of what Jerry York has to work with this year, this is one of the deepest Boston college teams I've seen in years. And they are ready to make a run for the national title. They are in the run to make a t- run for the hockey. They got to be the favorite, I would say, to win the Hockey East title this year. So jump on board because they're a fun team to watch. They're they're often they're one of the best offenses in the country. They have one of the uh, best defenses. They, I mean, all around, they have one of the best teams in the country, and they're ready to roll. So they should. If I was a betting man, I would say they're going to beat. UNH twice this weekend. That that's my that's my guess. I think they're you know, I think they're a better, more rounded team uh, that's ready to to win right away. Now I'm not going to get into the minutia and and strategy of hockey. That's not my thing. I'm, I'm a football guy first and foremost with some basketball knowledge and baseball. I like watching hockey, but I'm not going to tell you about the level of forechecking here versus there. I just know what I see with hockey. And Boston College is ready. So check out the games. They're going to be playing twice this weekend. They have a game on Friday at um, Conti Forum. That is a 7 o'clock game on Nesson. And then a Sunday game against UNH at 4 p.m. And that game will be on um, free service uh, that the Hockey East gives out for, for TV. So all you have to do for that is go to bceagles.com and there's a watch button and you can click that and watch games for free. Uh, so that would be what you would want to do for the Sunday game. So check out the hockey team. They're ready. Uh, they're, you know, 5-1 and one and one of the best teams in Hockey East. Just as a reminder, for tomorrow, I'm going to do a live stream at 8 p.m., on Facebook. All you need to go to is Boston College SI. Make sure you hit the follow button. And I'm going to do a live stream. And what that's going to look like, you can ask me any questions you want. If it's about BC football, basketball. Hey, if you've been reading my my previews and have a question about my beer selections or my music tastes, I'll tell you anything. And we'll have a conversation. Um, I'll read comments and questions. We'll have a good old time. So it's a live stream. It's kind of like what you see on Twitch or um, YouTube, 
and uh, we'll we'll get that going. And if it goes well, I'll we'll continue doing it, and uh, it's gonna be a fun time. So it's gonna be called Thirsty Thursday with AJ Black, and that's gonna be on Facebook. We're gonna have an also a regularly scheduled episode tomorrow, and you know it's gonna be a busy weekend with basketball and hockey, and hopefully some football news in there too. Maybe we'll get some more transfer portal news, and I'll, I'll be able to report on that. Well, thank you all for listening. If you have not done so already, make sure to subscribe to Locked On Boston College on your favorite podcast directory. And do us a favor. Give us a review and you know, tell a friend about Locked On Boston College. If you have a friend that you go tailgate with during football season or maybe a roommate from college that's big into BC athletics, let them know about Locked On Boston College. You know, we have... Um, you, you get episodes where I talk sometimes about BC sports. You have episodes like yesterday where I interviewed Chris Banks, the newest transfer. I've had Otto Hess. I've had, you know, Dave Wedge. I've had all different types. I've had a lot of different guests on, and I'm going to have even more as we go along. Um, and I appreciate all of the positive reviews that you give me as well. Well, we'll see you all again tomorrow. Take care, everyone.